Welcome to the Just Barbarian Things podcast actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition's Masks of Nyarlathotep. Hello, barbarians, and welcome to this, the next session of our campaign through Masks of Nyarlathotep. I am Rainy, your keeper of arcane lore, and today our players are... Oh, I didn't know we were doing it that way. Mm-hmm. Usually you give us the intro. No, I'm Santiago. Richard. Jesse. Jessica. <laughs> As you can see, they're very exciting people. It's true. <laughs> Not yet, but yeah, we give will. us a minute. We will be. <laughs> Only three sips into this. Yeah. Glug, glug, glug. Still early in the day. All right. Um, last time... You all met up in Lima, Peru, and you met the leader of this archaeologic expedition named Augustus Larkin. Uh, You met him at the Bar Cordano, where he paid for dinner and drinks and told you a little bit about his intentions to go investigate a location he has found for a lost pyramid in the highlands of Peru. He wants to leave in a couple of days. Um, He's gonna give you information via messages to your hotel um, about where you will meet up to load up the trucks and everything. Um, But you have a couple of days to do what you need to do around the city, basically. When he left, the one of the other members of the expedition who admitted that his true name was Jackson Elias, let you know that he doesn't really trust Larkin's intention. And he has a meeting set up with a professor at the museum that's part of the local university to get more information about what might be going on with this site that Larkin is talking about. And he has invited you to go with him to meet the professor tomorrow morning, well, tomorrow afternoon, it'd be Saturday, March 19th, at 2 p.m. He's staying in the same hotel that you are, though, so you can meet him in the lobby around about that time if you want to head over with him. But in the meantime, it is still Friday night in Lima. Is there anything that you would like to do before the next day or in the morning of the next day before potentially you go to this meeting with Elias? Hmm. Friday night, huh? Yep. In Peru. Yep. Here, I can give you Friday night streets of Lima music sounds. I'd like to see if I can uh, find any uh, the local, like, any indigenous religious uh, officials. Or, or similar, not uh, not officials. I'm looking for any local uh, holy people or or similar. Not any colony uh, religions. Not that there's anything wrong with those. Just what I'm looking for is any of the indigenous peoples, um, you know, shamans or what have you, or holy women or I don't even know. All right. Uh, what skill are you using to try to notice such things? I am going to use my... Unless you're just using spot hidden to see if you can <laughs> spot hidden shamans. No, nothing like that, but just something kind of uh, social, you know? Sure. So I don't know if there's Talking to like... some people? Right. Or just like walking around and listening, you know? For, for that sort of thing and talking to folks. Sure. Thanks, Maisie. So, <laughs> I don't know if that would necessarily work, but... Which skill do you want to use? I don't know. Let's go with... Um, Pick one. Firearms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fighting brawl. Looking for a shaman. <laughs> <laughs> that would probably be the best. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
like to use jump. <laughs> Even better. I would like to swim to a jump. Well, nothing's necessarily hidden. Wouldn't be No, trash. but spot hidden is kind of noticing things in general. Like okay. if you were going to see if you could spot some indigenous looking locals or something like that, that would be fine. Just things that look as though it might be like a, uh, a temple sort of holy sure. place kind of situation. Okay. So let's try that. Okie doke. All right. Looks like I rolled a five. That's nice. So that is an extreme success. I'm sorry to have you waste your rolls so early in the session. Uh, no, but something you do notice about Lima is it's incredibly Western. In this city proper, you're not really seeing many signs of the indigenous people really at all. Occasionally, there are signs um, of like very small like family groups of indigenous people that maybe come in to sell something or, or trade, but it doesn't seem like there's much in like true indigenous population in the city proper. Um, so you're seeing a lot of like Christian churches and things like that. Um, occasionally you spot like a Buddhist temple and that sort of thing, um, but nothing that looks like it's from the native population. All right, well, just gotta keep looking, wandering around. Maybe y'all get lost. <laughs> and that's back when you could do that sort of thing. Worst uh, concern was getting Shanghai'd. We're not in China yet. I know. Okay. But, <laughs> but, but you know, it's just yeah, a no, I know. general term. Alright, anyone else have anything they want to do in the evening? Or you want to head back to your rooms and wait for the morning? Well, all the, like, the libraries and stuff are all closed because it's yeah, right, it is right, nighttime. It'd be like evening yeah. regular stuff. So I'll just, no, go back to my room. Sounds good. Be a nun. Nunned up. Nun, nunned up. Yeah. What's your character's name again? Sister Mary Benedict. Benedict. Sister Mary Benedict. Right. Oh shit. It's Steven with a PH. I have it written down wrong here. It's Steven. Steven Kelly. Alright. So. No big plans. No big plans for the evening. Maybe just walk around a little bit. Explore. Take in, yeah. Take in the local color. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Sit on the patio, have a drink. Yeah. Those always smoke a cigarette or two, sweating buckets <laughs> through your wool suit. Yeah. <laughs> sweating buckets through your fucking wool suit. That's all he brought. <laughs> to meet with Jackson Elias if you were going to accompany him to the museum uh, to meet the professor. So I know Jessica, that Sister Mary Benedict, was considering heading to the library yeah. prior to the meeting. Um, what were you going to look for at the library? What were you looking into? Like, see if I could find anything on the local kind of lore of the, the pyramid and all that. Okay. Bananas. Sure. Oh, and then just to refresh, because it has been a while for y'all, um, one of the things that Jackson Elias mentioned as part of what he had found in looking into this whole thing was this lore about these kind of vampire things. Are those the fat suckers? Mm-hmm. Okay, I have a note about one... sucking fat. I can't yeah. remember anything about that. Where we all decided we wanted to marry them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, the Karasiri. Yeah, the Karasiri. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think them and the, and the pyramid and stuff. Like yeah, that. just kind of general if I can show any supernatural right. business. So I will have you make yes a libraries a library. Okay, so I want to try and get below this, right? Yes, neat or below. Yeah, want to try and blow it. 
that's below. How is it below one of your smaller numbers or just the main Maybe. number? Maybe. Let's, let's look and see. Oh, it is by one. Okay. So under the, the first smaller number? Yeah. Okay. So that's a hard success. <laughs> that's a good thing. Yes. Awesome. Wait, no, it's not. Oh. It's one above. Okay. So it's a regular success. A regular success. Okay. I just, I just got the other dice down and now you're like, oh, no, wait, I know. We're this is totally changing different. systems just to make your life difficult. It's fair. Wait, you could spend luck. You could spend luck if you wanted to make it more. Two uh, is it one point or two? Do you have to equal it or be below it? Uh, equal or below. No. I'm going to save my luck. Just one point? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to say it like that? <laughs> Lux slut. <laughs> Can't take it's like it. It's just yeah. one. Yeah, it's really, right? <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> you go insane well before you run out of luck. <laughs> um, looking through the documents, in particular the documents that you can understand, because many of them are in Spanish, you do find some old stories about the Karasiri. Mm-hmm. From what you see in there, it does match up with what Elias was saying. They're some sort of vampire-like thing, but it's specific to like consuming body fat as a way to sustain themselves. Okay. Um, something like it allows them to stay alive for a long time and stay young when they do that. Okay. Um, and the stories seem to be centered around the arrival of the conquistadors in the 16th century. Interesting. So I have a question. Mm -hmm. Jesse Hughes is the folklorist from New York. Yes. So does he have, he's actually known as a folklorist or he's actually, or as far as we know, he's just told this guy. So he was hired on as a folklorist, but that is kind of in line with what he does in real life. So as Jackson Elias, he researches cult. cults, particularly like death cults and similar, um, and writes books about their practices and what they do and stuff like that. Okay. So he does that as Jesse Hughes or as? As Jackson Elias. That's his actual profession. Okay. Um, but he was hired on for the expedition as a more just a general like, oh, for folklorist. He knows traditions and like the stories of the people and can he knows the languages and stuff like that to right. do as well. But yeah. So that's like if Santiago was going by like Matthias right. and worked at Best Buy. Mm -hmm. So it's somewhat related. But... Right. Close enough that he can fake the funk, right? It's an easy character to portray, but it's not really who he is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, the other thing that you find are just some general, like, old stories about um, people around the region of Lake Titicaca, which we will be saying many times <laughs> in this prologue. Yes. Um, there aren't a lot of mentions of, like, pyramids and things like that, mm -hmm. um, but occasionally you do, like, see some references, like, to, like, the seal of the Great Temple and things like that, okay. um, which may be in line with sort of what... Larkin is talking about. So just in general, there's a temple or there's temples. Right. Something, around. yeah. A great temple is referenced. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyone else have any morning business? Breakfast. Yeah, you can do that. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, there's always some morning business to take care of. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that coffee. How's that plumbing? Roll for plumbing. Um, Test the local plumbing. Yeah. But yeah, cool. Um, is anyone not interested in going to the meeting with Jackson Elias and the professor? Where you're like, no, nope, I'm doing my own thing. Please. And you just want to do something else. Go to the racetrack. Bet on some horses. You know, whatever. Okay. So everyone's planning on meeting up? Yeah. Looking mm -hmm. forward to going to the museum with Jackson Elias. Indeed. Sure. Sure thing. All right, so you're able to handle your business, no matter how personal or general that may be, um, before meeting in the lobby of the hotel with 
Jackson Elias. Um, he has arranged to meet with Professor Sanchez at his office in the Museo, uh, which is part of the campus of the university that's there. Oh, and actually, I think I have a university handout. There you go. Oh. So the university in Lima is the, well, in English, we call it the National University of San Marco, um, but it's the Universidad Nacional de San Marco. Um, so fancy. And the museum, which is part of that campus, is a more recent addition. So the architecture is a little bit more modern to the time. It's a long two-story stone building painted a dark yellow. And it's kind of on the front side is actually the university's park. And Elias leads you inside to an office on the main floor. And it's an airy, tall-ceilinged room. There are white walls and shelves full of artifacts and books. There is a large hardwood desk that dominates the room, piled high with papers, books, and journals. The windows are open, and a ceiling fan is whirring, creating a pleasant breeze in the room. Oh my god, talking. The man behind the desk looks up, sees Jackson Elias, and just greets him in Spanish. For those of you that understand Spanish, it's just a standard greeting. And then seeing the rest of the group, he decides to switch to English. Because <laughs> uh, some of y'all very white. And uh, he says, I did not know that Senor Elias would be bringing friends, but I am more than happy to share what I know with all of you. I am uh, Nemesio Sanchez, and it is very nice to meet you all. Sanchez. And he is slim and dapper. He has a neatly trimmed beard. He wears glasses and a suit. And there's Nemesio Sanchez. Mm. AKA Jesse. Uh, Forever unclean? <laughs> Jesse and Jeff Goldblum had a baby. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, yeah. Wait, kind of Nick Crowley. Who is this guy? Nemesio Sanchez. Nemesio the professor Sanchez. at the museum. My name's Nemesio Sanchez. Everyone calls me Ruxin. <laughs> <laughs> he says, um, Senor Elias told me that he was looking to learn more about what uh, Senor Larkin may be up to. Uh, I have offered to assist him with his investigation multiple times. Every time he either ignores my uh, communications or he rebuffs me in some way, he seems very against me getting anywhere close to what he's doing. And um, I don't think he's interested in furthering knowledge. I think he's just here as a, another Joaquin, uh, sorry, Quechua word, it means grave robber. And unfortunately, the law's on his side. There are no protections in Peru against taking artifacts that belong to our country. Belongs in a museum! Belongs on my ship. Yes, like all good archaeologists think, just put it on your shelf in your office, mm -hmm. safe. Fair. Good. good to go. Mm -hmm. Call it the museum because he's in a museum, so it's like it belongs <laughs> in a museum. It's all good. So this particularly offends Quentin that he's attached to this expedition that it is ostensibly to explore some pyramid or whatever, but this guy's saying it's just to loot it, basically, and grave rob it and, and defile sites that are sacrosanct by some measure. Right. So uh, that sticks in my craw pretty sharply. Okay. Roll for offended. Just kidding. No. Um, <laughs> you, know, you can just be offended. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> Roll to not frenzy. So. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to rage. <laughs> Man, if I ever buy a t-shirt that says, I would like to rage, I'll buy two so you can have one. <laughs> so... What I decided to do, the only thing I thought made any sense since I couldn't get anywhere with Larkin himself, is I started looking into the information I had access to to see if I could pinpoint the location of this potential pyramid, maybe get there first, but I know we're running out of time. Um, my assistant, Senorita Rizzo, has been assisting me with this matter. We found a document written by a conquistador named Gaspar Figueroa, 
and it's uh, been very difficult to translate. The language is very strange, um, but it refers to the site, we think, and to an artifact. She's actually downstairs in the storeroom trying to bring that up and show us all as part of this meeting. Should only be a, a moment more. Um, but I'm sure you have questions. In the meantime, please feel free to ask anything you'd like while we wait. Yeah, leaving it real open-ended. We know, right? I feel like I'm just looking around at the, uh, the artifacts on the shelves and so forth. Yeah. In a very respectful way, of course. Not right. ogling them, but appreciating them. Yeah. And so on. But I'm not much of a intellect, idea, education kind of guy. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that I would be the one with questions in this situation. Sure. What was the name of the, the country store that came up? Uh, Gaspar. Figueroa. Probably a humanitarian. Oh, a real man of the people who yeah. gave everyone a fair shake is so what I, I would guess. Figueroa. Figueroa. Um, did we, did I talk to, uh, or did one of us talk to Jackson about the Kirasari? Like, where did that come up originally? He told you that he had come across that as part of the tales he was hearing about the site. But he thinks that it's just part of kind of the mystery around the death cult that he thinks is probably behind all of this weirdness. Okay. I want to ask the professor about the cure, sorry. Oh, absolutely. If he has any experience with that. Mm. He says, uh, I mean, I don't believe it's anything more than folklore, obviously. Strange tales of monsters. Um, but uh, basically there are tales that some of the conquistadors that came here um, long ago, were transformed in a way by something, some dark magic, and became these deathless, fat-sucking creatures. They are able to, if they do not feed, it is said they kind of shrivel up, and if they feed, they look young and vital. Uh, obviously, it, much like uh, Chupacabra, up north it's just mm. a tale it is often told that obviously doesn't seem to be a, a true creature, or if it ever was, not right. in this time. Is there, if, is there, I forget what it is, but how would I see if, like, what I, if I think, like, like, gauge his reaction to that? Psychology. Psychology. I also would like to gauge his reaction to that. You may also, psychology. <clears throat> a reaction to his statement was on the tip of my tongue as far as, like, when he's made up bullshit, I'm mm -hmm. like, ah, I've seen some shit, like, <laughs> Wendigo shit, and, like, that kind of stuff. It's not necessarily yeah. always bullshit, so. Sure. All right. That is a 67. I had to fail one mine. So, yeah. He doesn't seem to be hiding anything. He's really thinking about it when you bring it up. I don't think it's necessarily something that based on his reaction, like he's like studied extensively right. or anything. Um, as he thinks about it, he's like, you know, the word, because it's something that I know it's a tale told like in Bolivia and things as well, like kind of throughout the region of uh, the Andes. Uh, but uh, it comes from a word which means like to cut with a knife. Is there anywhere to kill them? You or know, the, like, I haven't, haven't heard anything from the legend. It mostly tends to focus on how they are deathless creatures and that sort of thing to be avoided. Well, kind so of cool. like the boogeyman. Right. Yeah. How awful. Do I know anything about these? Um, you could certainly make roll. a roll to determine that. Like, sure. You like that one? One. Yeah. <laughs> oh. One. So that is uh, that is below my. Uh... Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> wow. Um, if you haven't already, Santi, don't forget to check your spot oh, hidden yeah. from that one uh, earlier check that you did. Uh, you can check your library use because you did well on that as well. Make sure. Check it with oh. probably when he's pencil. Cause that's a thing. And then obviously, yeah, check your occult. Are you not dreaming? Oh, yeah. It's not. So. That got me too. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> As um, Professor Sanchez mentions the the root of the word karasiri, it reminds you that you've heard like creatures that have names with similar origins um, from this area. 
So you've heard the term like pishtaku and um, pishte, which are more like the native words, meaning to cut into pieces or to slaughter. Um, and you remember tales of, as they would call them, butchers who remove the fluids from people and animals to survive. And most of the tales revolve around like being changed by some sort of magic or some sort of item of great power. But yeah, so definitely you're like, oh yeah, I think I've heard of these guys. It's not full I'm shit. also smart. <laughs> Is this guy a doctor? Or a professor, or was his like professor? Is that how he introduced that's, himself? Or that's how Jackson introduced him. Sign on the yeah, door. he would say professor. 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 With with that <laughs> tick over the O and yeah. all that. Yeah. Yeah. Professor. Yeah. So their name is that there's something that cuts mm-hmm. other things to pieces. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, professor. Stephen was going to ask the question that Jessica asked. Like, right. Is there anything about how we fight these? Yeah. Sure. And it's like he knows some of the stories about them. Calm down, Jessica. I believe you. (laughs) Honestly, yeah. His focus isn't occult folklore or anything like that. So he's kind of like, how am I going to survive? How do I kill (laughs) (laughs) these Can I punch them to death? Can I punch the stolen fluids out of them? Um, Perhaps. Gross. How do I befriend one to get it to suck some of my excess fat away? Because yes. that, I think, could be a lucrative business, and I could also benefit. <laughs> I'm also from... interested in this. <laughs> like, I'm cool with that, actually. <laughs> what I'm looking for is you to make me thin. Don't kill me. Yeah, don't go too far. We'll so, work something you know, out. As safe word. <laughs> the professor is talking to you and kind of like waiting. You see him like kind of check the door a couple times, and he pulls out a watch and looks at that and he's like seems a little like hmm I wonder what is taking her so long do you know professor there's often a seed of truth in these local legends I've found it may not be entirely nonsense hmm. where is this girl supposed to be at uh, she was just supposed to head down into the storeroom in the basement the sub level to bring up the artifact mentioned in the letter well which way is that I'll go check on Oh, I, I mean, absolutely. You're welcome to go down there. It's there are many interesting things to see, and I'm sure she'd be happy for the company if she's been distracted by something. Um, and he gives you directions, kind of get to the door to the basement. Um, who has the lowest luck? Mine's sixty. Eighty. Seventy-one. 60. Me. Okay. Like you make a luck roll. Oh shit. Yes. How do I make a luck roll? It's a D100 okay. and you want to get your luck score or lower, just like your other skills, except the whole group is relying on you to do well because you do have well. the lowest luck. <laughs> okay, this is so a group luck roll. 48, which is less. So you did it. Then my 60. Wonderful. Because I can count. All right. This is why it's good to have dice that are readable from across the table. Yeah, I totally thought it said 40 at first. I was Just, like, that. All right. So as you sort of head in that direction, and I like, have fun looking at the artifacts, and like, is it just chatting it up with the professor? Um, and you see a doorway that's marked Deposito, which is what he told you to look for. It is slightly open. It's not closed, and you see stairs leading down. Is it dark and creepy? Um, there are lights on down below. It's not dark. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure nothing bad could happen no. in your basement at all. Especially in Call of Cthulhu. It's yeah. very happy. Did you come thing. with me? I thought we were all going. Are we not all going? You can choose if you want to no. go or not. Oh. I went with. I figured. Sure. It's not like D&D where you can't split the party. I figured like, he was going to chill to like look at some shit and talk about some occult shit. Whatever you want to do. Y'all were talking. It's a basement full of Steven's artifacts. Steven's board. And a chip. <laughs> Steven's board. If it's a basement full of artifacts, <laughs> I have pockets. So yeah, I'm that's true. Steven just sitting there lighting up a cigarette like. Man, I need something yep. to do. I'm going to <laughs> just curate curate and protect yeah. artifacts. There you go. <laughs> there. In your pockets. In my pockets. Yeah. Go into the basement. All right. 
So I guess we're all going going through the the door, which stands ajar. Um, you head down the stairs and find yourself in a storeroom. It's very like almost cavern-like. It's like they just carved out the stone under the building, basically, um, and it's very long. It goes the length of this building. And you pro you think it's probably like about 80 by 45 feet, at least in the area that you're in. Um, and there are rows of floor-to-ceiling shelves packed with crates, boxes, and bags, all neatly labeled for your ease of identification. <laughs> um, everything seems to be clean and well-kept, and there um, is like dim electric lighting uh, between the shelves. It's hard to see very far because the lights aren't very bright. I mean, they're old school it's light bulbs, like but you know. Quintessential yeah. horror lighting. Uh -huh. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. a little flickery. <laughs> um, it's quiet. You don't hear anyone down here that's um, like on first entering the room. You don't see anyone, um, but there are rows and rows of these shelves, which makes it hard to see very far. What's your name, so, Rosa? What? Rosa? Yeah, her name is Senorita Rizzo. Rizzo. Do you have to say if you have like conversational Spanish, for example? Mm-hmm. Like, do you have to have that on like listed on your thing? Like, no, how many like conversations? Jesse's character has right. Spanish okay. as one of his extra languages. I put languages, but I didn't list like which languages. I think is it Latin. Yeah, because you had Latin, but you didn't list another one yet. Well, well yeah, we're just... still in the prologue. So okay. as you decide, like things that you want to move around, like skills that are not working for you, skills you'd rather have, right? you can always okay. adjust and solidify, because we're not even to chapter one yet. This is really a chapter where you're like, how am I playing my character? Right. How am I developing them? Okay. I probably won't mm -hmm. die yet unless I do something real dumb. Let's hope not. Who That's is this person? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who am I? Probably won't die yet unless I pick up that emerald. <laughs> oh, for um, the statue. <laughs> the statue <laughs> <clears throat> I'll call out for Senorita Rizzo. All right. Hola. <laughs> when you call out, things you hear a strange sort of snarling sound mm. and a woman's voice cry out, Ayuda! Dios mío! That doesn't sound... Sangre de Cristo! What are boobies? <laughs> Bad at all. <laughs> um, Let's go towards that zone. All right. So yeah, moving along the central corridor between the shelves, um, you get to a point where you can see like things pulled off in a panic. Close quarter stuff. Um, right and I need everyone <laughs> to um, make a sanity roll, please. Sanity. Hell yeah. Is hundred? Yep. And you want to get and your sanity score sanity. or lower? Yes. Close. Holy shit. Alright, come on, Jessica's dice. <laughs> oh, dang. Nice. Crushed it. So just lower than whatever your insane Good. number is on here? Yeah, or meet insane. or below. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yes. Good? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hope you have more. Good. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Fair early on, <laughs> it's easier to resist some of these things. Barely. Later, it gets a little a little crunchy. Okay. okay. So let me 88 out of 90. Oh, dang. <laughs> You're like, oh, oh, wait, I'm okay. Yeah, I did a little pearl clutching. Yeah. Or in my case, antler bowie knife handle clutching. <laughs> like that movie Friday. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Damn. as you round the corner, the reason I ask you to... Uh, because it's going to be Make a totally normal dog. Totally normal. Not some um, weird devil dog thing. You see um, someone you kind of recognize, question mark? Um, some of the features look a lot like Mr. Mendoza that oh. you met last night. Oh, um, but this is what you see. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. He has that um, that that fish mouth. It's like a <laughs> hagfish mouth or a lamprey mouth. Yeah. Lamprey. lamprey. Is that what that is? Gross. I think it's lamprey. <laughs> yeah, it's terrifying and gross. <laughs> and um, the creature 
maybe Mendoza looks up at you and snarls and this is where we're gonna get into our first potential combat scene. Is um, yes. is she already dead or can? <laughs> uh, you like can she looks kind of fucked up right roll there. Either medicine or spot hidden if you'd like. Okay. No time. It's time to punch things. Oh. <laughs> uh, forty-four. Okay. And your medicine is fifty-one. Okay. Um, she's definitely still alive. She is injured though. Okay. Grievously. As the creature seems to be opening a hole to suck out her fluids. <laughs> her fat? Yep. And the various other things. Her bacon fat? Oh my. Yeah, yeah he's got a little fat. grease jar and he's like squeezing her into it. Gross. Um, yeah. He just raids. High fat, low. Yeah. <laughs> low fiber liquid diet. He's all. <laughs> Keto. <laughs> Um, no wonder he's what is Q's dexterity? Q's dex is 16. Okay. Ooh, and Steven? A 50. Mm, quite okay. awesome. And Isaac? 75. Nice. Dang, quite spry. And the sister? <laughs> 60. Dang. Mm-hmm. You all dex in your Steven's like, well, how'd you guys get so fast? You're still looking <laughs> on your like, knuckles and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I wouldn't know, but I've heard that brass knuckles are easy to slip on. <laughs> <laughs> just have them right in that hoodie pocket. I mean, you think so. They just slide right on. <laughs> not if you're Steven. Apparently not if you're Steven. He's got them thick fingers. <laughs> They're working man's fingers. Yeah. Calloused. Okay. Not concerned with giving anybody buttery soft hand shakes. <laughs> Pleased to meet you, sir. I got I got kind of excited when you said buttery soft. I was like, biscuits? <laughs> buttery soft what? <laughs> what is he giving out that's buttery and soft? <laughs> I might want one. Can't throw out those two words. Not like, yeah. Have something to follow up with. Man. Yeah, come on. What are you, you doing? I had my curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> now you have my attention. Yeah, that's really good. I want to watch that again. I haven't seen that for a while. All of that movie. The Django. Yeah. So great. <laughs> I just remember I really liked the like, the KKK. Oh, there it is. Guys in it. <laughs> I just remember thinking that was great. That bit was awesome about was the mask. What the fuck? I can't see anything out of this whole scene. Who made you? Don't you ask me or my wife for nothing. Jango <laughs> <laughs> Unchained. Oh, that was a long time ago. Yeah. It's so good if you haven't watched it like that three times. <laughs> hey, have you guys seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yes. No. Did you like it? Yes. I, I can't. It was slower than yes. Quentin's. Normally, Normal right? stuff. Yeah. But at the end... Mm-hmm. The end was great. Everything goes down. I was like, yeah. Yeah. It was just a long build-up. I think Brad, Brad Pitt did a great job playing yeah. this character. I thought so, too. And so did Leo. Yeah. But they're both... No, they were good together. They're both really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, like, kind of a... <laughs> you better do a good job. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. So, this creature was not expecting... The group that was hired to be part of the <laughs> uh, expedition to appear in the, the basement of the museum where he is trying to murder someone. And so, that being said, we'll kind of treat it like we would a surprise round in D&D. So, so sneak he, attack? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, your rogue nun <laughs> yes. may sneak attack. <laughs> yes. Um, but what we'll do is um, he's not going to, since it's a surprise attack, he doesn't anticipate it, basically. So that means not that he doesn't get to act this round, but that y'all will have bonus dice. So that'll be a fun time to introduce that. Mm. And he will have um, a sadness die for his stuff because he's not prepared. Plus, he, I mean, he's straddling a half-mummified woman at this point. So, you know, all good things. The first person who gets to act in this combat is Isaac. Get him. If you want to. <laughs> Up to you. So, we met Mendoza last night, right? Yes, you did. He looked very different. His mouth parts did not seem 
to be quite so toothy and round. <laughs> Did he seem particularly young and vital? He didn't yesterday. He seemed kind of like um, gaunt. Like is I guess how I would describe what he would look like yesterday. Now, I mean, he does have the big crazy mouthpiece. He definitely looks like his skin's very supple, shiny, <laughs> buttery, youthful, <laughs> buttery soft, buttery soft. Yeah, nice, nice meal. yeah. like he's figured out like a Korean seven-step skincare system. Right? Yeah, he's incorporated some black garlic into his uh, yeah, diet. definitely. Oh, no. uh, I started making his own soap. <laughs> <laughs> so Isaac, I would he would not have brought uh, his weapon with him to this. Right, you're going to a museum. You were leaving more pocket space for things that might go in, mm -hmm. not for things to come out and murder. So yeah. So I guess as a defense mechanism to the horror that he is witnessing, mm -hmm. I just take a look at some of the uh, the cataloged items. <laughs> Yeah, me. sure. Um, let's go ahead and I'll let you decide if you want it to be a spot hidden or one of your kind of more specific skills like archaeology or something like that to see if there's anything of interest nearby. Uh, look at There's, of course, archaeology. Right. Appraisal, maybe? Sure, like to know if something's valuable. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go that route. Okay. Five. You're I'm rolling well it. today. <laughs> right. So oh, mark that one down. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell Jessica these little boxes. The things want. that are kind of scattered about and oh, pulled yeah. off shelves no, in the struggle. Like um, among them, you see something that looks like almost that it had been taken down more purposefully, but then was kind of like kicked um, out of the way during this attack, and it's. Definitely, it's like a long piece of what looks like gold with like symbols carved in it, but what catches your eye about it, which makes you think this might be interesting and or valuable, is that what's carved in it is not a language you recognize at all. Oh, okay. So, um, get this to Jesse, please. Oh. It's an unfamiliar feeling for you, I'm guessing. <laughs> or it's he, like... Yes, definitely familiar <laughs> yeah. with many languages. And yeah, that... it's not an alphabet that is recognizable to you at all. And just to refresh my memory, she sure. was sent down here to get a... To get an artifact that was referenced in a letter that she had been translating, or a journal entry that she had been translating. And is this within... How big is this thing? It's a rod, you said? It's, um, here, let me pull up more infos about it. Is it... Hiding a shotgun in your trench coat size, or is it? <laughs> this seems to be. Yeah, I mean, it would be bigger than pocket size. Let's see. Blah blah blah. Section. It's about two feet in length and three inches wide. It's um. It's a little heavy because it's like solid gold, basically the entire thing. Um, not too heavy to carry or anything like that, but it's definitely like hefty. And it looks like the edge, like it's been broken off of something mm -hmm. that it was part of. edges. Mm -hmm. Is that within reaching distance or is that getting too close to this, uh, to Mendoza? No, it looks like it was something, unlike the things that have been like just pulled off the shelf, it was something that was down and then had been like in the struggle, like it's in its box kind of skidded aside. <laughs> um, so you could definitely get to it. All right. I'm going to go ahead and grab that. All right. You have, um, I won't tell you what it is, but you have that thing. There you Money. go. <laughs> That's made of gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. So there goes Isaac stealing away. <laughs> Wait, did you just take the thing and then book? Or are you? No, it's still. No. Oh, okay. That's all that yeah. he had time He's for. Like, like, have you seen the mummy? That's 65. You know the little guy, Betty? The little, like, silly guy? Like, that's who I'm totally thinking of you as. <laughs> Looks <laughs> like you're on the wrong side of the river. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was a great movie. Yeah. Uh, let's see. R.I.P. Brendan so, Fraser. Um, Not really. He's yeah. still alive. <laughs> Just his career. <laughs> He's coming back. He's making a comeback. I had none of you lost sanity because sanity loss is... It could have been up to six points 
depending on how Jeez. you did. But yeah, no, you're good there. So yeah, seeing y'all. Mendoza seems to think for a moment and then basically just dives back in to this woman. Oh, trying dang. to get as much vital juices uh, as possible. Awesome. Um, before, He's hungry. Yeah. Doing I thought he was going to run do. away, so I'm like, whew. Um, <laughs> Goes up to that such a you guys plan. like reaction. <laughs> I thought we were gonna get to murder him. <laughs> All right, so I guess he might have brought his knife, but I don't go anywhere. Is it a big fuck off knife, or is it more of a utility? You fuck could peel knife. an apple kind of thing, or right. an orange. I don't know. Next it's in our combat order are Q and the sister. Um, what would you like to do? Nice. You're acting simultaneously. Oh. Okay, cool. So we don't have to negotiate or whatever. I mean, you can, but you guys are next. My plan is that my gut reaction would be to say, like, so this is 1921. True. So my... It is the 19th of March, 1921. Language is, yeah, 19 March, 1921. Yeah. That's what I have written down here. Good, me too. Fantastic. All right. Cool. (laughs) So... (laughs) My language would just be blistering. I mean, the the foul filth that spews forth just starts like bubble the paint on the walls with the profanity of it. As Q <laughs> says, "Oh my, <laughs> get off of her, you goddamn son of a bitch!" Oh, whoa! <laughs> oh my! Do you have any? Is that your turn that you're looking at him? I'm gonna no. have to roll for sanity. I've never heard such such vile profanity. <laughs> you hear people fainting upstairs. Dropping all over like flies. No, yeah. So couple you yell. Obviously, it, like snaps. Mendoza's reaction to seeing you all is basically like. I need to get as much go juice as I can. Um, so what would you, I mean, obviously you yell, yeah. which may be heard by people upstairs. I will make some rolls. So the idea is mm-hmm. uh, that I'm operating on is that you can talk like oh, for no. free yeah. and then you can do something as well. Yeah, I was just time. joking with yeah. you. Okay, cool. Just, just making sure. Yeah. All right, cool. So I would like to, I'm assuming we're pretty close. Like we turn to the corner and they're like, oh, right yeah, there. they're like between two shelves. Okay. Yeah. So my attention is having made that declaration to stride forward manfully and soccer kick the dude right in the face to like kick him off of her. Okay. Is what I would like to try to do. So you're doing fighting brawl? Yes. Okay. Come on, baby. All right. That is an extreme success. Um, (laughs) Seven. Okay, so you're doing an extreme success. Yeah. He is going to try to fight back um, because that's what they get to do in Cthulhu. He is deciding he's going to try to bite your leg right right in the leg parts. Right in the foot. I want want him to suck your vital juices out of your foot. (laughs) Nice. Stop! It's kind of oh, start shaking. He super fails that roll, which means your success is better, so you get to do your thing. So please roll your damage for your fighting brawl, which is your. You should have damage for that. So I have everything down here. It's unarmed. It's 1d3 plus damage bonus, yeah. which is 1d4. Okay, so you have 1d3 and 1d4, which means you roll a 1d6. And you can either do one, two, three, and then four, five, six is another one, two, okay, three. Gotcha. Or however, people do it different ways, <laughs> but whatever you like. So what I can do is I can roll a 1d4 for the damage bonus, which I got two. And then a, ro- a one, um, whatever, a 1d6, mm-hmm. where it's, well, fuck it, let's just see what happens. <laughs> five, right? So that'd be a three. Yeah. Okay. So five damage? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Total of five damage. He's got... Okay. But it's less about the damage and more about the, like, kicking him off of her is what I'm trying to do. No, I understand the intention. So... Okay. It is Cthulhu. Just, so I do have to track how much murder is done. It's it's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just making sure that that's out there. And finally, just real quick, is there, like, an action to, dr- like, draw your weapon? 
Because like, like as soon as I came around, I saw that I like yeah. clutched the handle of my Bowie knife in a like. Because it's a talisman for yeah. me. It's not just a weapon. So I would have like clutched it for reassurance. Sure. So I, you know, at some yeah. point I would definitely want to draw it out. Yep. But probably after the kick, yeah, if possible, if I don't, have, if I have enough action, I'll sure, sure. do that. Yeah, is this like D and D where you can share space with allies? Um, so it's less map. tactical mappy and more just like think about what might make sense and stuff like that. So they're not like five foot squares or whatever. Mm. There's enough room between these shells, probably for a couple of researchers to be working on opposite shells and have space to do their thing. So... There's a table at the end of the little row, like for putting artifacts down and like doing something nerdy, you know, like you do. <laughs> um, do so... these shells go all the way up to the wall? So they go to the walls, but the walls are kind of rough hewn, so it's not like a perfect mm -hmm. fit. Yeah. But they go against it as much as they can. And then there's like a clear corridor in the middle. Okay. Okay. I think it's Jessica's turn anyway. Yes, yeah. Jessica. <laughs> um, so what I'm wondering is I would like to, um, no, I wanted to see if I could grab her and sort of drag her away from him. Sure. If I wanted to like, Say, for example, mm. smash a bottle of holy water on his face. Sure. Is that a separate thing, or can, is that a one? Yeah, so within this turn, mm -hmm. you're either going to grab her, or you're going to do something to him. I'll grab her then. Okay. Do you have a different skill you'd like to use, or would you like to roll strength for this one? Um, I don't know what else I could use besides strength. Yeah, if you have some sort of athleticism that you could argue that would be a thing, but otherwise, strength is probably your go-to for this one, just to make sure that you can physically move her... Yeah, slightly modified. And you do, like I said, have bonus die this round because he was surprised. How does that work? So you're going to roll two tens places and take the better one. Okay. When you roll your d100. So you're rolling three dice technically total. Can I just roll my one twice? Yeah, absolutely. As long as you remember what the first one was. Oh, I'm dumb. I already had it out. Um, oh, wait. So it's, if it's 13... If you're already good. Then I'm already good. Fine. I don't have to roll yeah. again, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so then, yeah, 13, yeah. which is um, in between my two small numbers. Okay, cool, yeah. So that's a hard success. Hard success! So you, impassioned Ooh. by your faith and your belief that you are here to deal with bullshit like this. True. Um, <laughs> you grab this woman who's technically a little bit lighter than you might normally suspect. <laughs> and she's missing a lot of her fluids. Um, and she's easier to move now because he is no longer atop her, feeding off oh. of her chest piece because he has been soccer kicked aside um, <laughs> into one of the nearby shelves. Football. Um, yes, football. As he flies off, he's like, it's called football. And like, uh, um, but yeah, you just drag her into the central okay. aisle, basically, between the, okay. the shelves. I will do that then. Beautiful. Um, and now... The long-awaited turn. Of the long-awaited turn. Dun, dun. <laughs> so I mean, so I'm guessing you know if this is the aisle, Sonny kind of walks up, or Quentin. Yeah, yeah Q. Walks up. Friends. Q walks up, kicks dude off, and is now kind of squaring up. Yeah. This is the, the shelf. Yes. So now Quentin's kind of standing, kind of over the, lady. Right. Now who's now? They've been dragged off. kind of behind him. Yeah. So my plan is to come up like this, kind of pin him in. Into that kind of you made by the And then, shelves. yeah, push, kind of push in that way. Okay. So we can... Yeah. Like... This is like fighting in a hole. Yeah. This is close quarter shit. <laughs> I'm real happy about that. <laughs> so, are you mostly just physically moving into block? Are you actually like... Grabbing onto him, pushing him back, or no, more just standing in that space. You're like so that if he wants blocking. to go out the way, he has to go through you. to the main entrance, yeah. unless he's going to do some crazy judo, like right. fucking conquistador judo. Yep, <laughs> jump the fuck over us. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just going to stand there and then just start <laughs> getting ready. So anyway, get on the head. I started swinging. So anyway, I started swinging. <laughs> All right, yep. Yeah, so right now. Q and Steven are kind of square-shouldering, blocking that exit from the shelves into the main corridor. Beautiful. All right, we are back to Isaac. 
Oh, do you want to do that as well? Yeah, you can punch. That's Aww. the whole thing. You spent so long like getting your knuckles on while everyone else was doing stuff. Go ahead. <laughs> he I'm got sure. his knuckles on when he walked in there. It was all like, mm-mm. I don't like it. <laughs> Alright, yeah. Go ahead and do your fighting brawl, please. Fighting brawl. And you do have a bonus die because we're still in first round. Bonus die. Gonna need it. <laughs> I mean, I still pants, but we'll see if yeah. we get better. Yeah, because you, you want to do better than he does. Oh, I'm all the way over here. There you go. There we go. That is better. That is a first number success. So a regular success or under your first small number? Under my first small number. So hard success. Hard success. Yes. Ooh. All right. Uh, let's see. And this is him trying to, at this point he's not fighting back, he's trying to dodge, which he does not do. He fails his dodge roll. So yes, please. Punch away, my Yeah, punch, punch away. away. Okay, so, so brass you, knuckle damage plus your damage this bonus. This is the D3, it's a 3, so it'll be a 2. Uh-huh. Plus my damage bonus is a D6. So 4, 6, and then plus 1. 7. Nice. Yeah, I did tell you guys in character creation, I know because I re-listened to it recently, <laughs> that Rich could potentially <laughs> one-shot someone with his fist. <laughs> <laughs> quite done that because this is a monster but like a normal person would probably be out at this point <laughs> but yeah he's not looking good um he actually like he kind of almost cough slash regurgitates up this mixture oh. of like oh. fat and blood um oh. onto the no not on the suit <laughs> <laughs> from that one spare from the force of the oh, i can't can. <laughs> Alright, um, and now we're back to Isaac. Uh, I guess take a look at old girl. Is she, she looking is pretty a, rough? She's injured, um, definitely. She has an open wound on her chest, but she is alive. I guess, uh... I had something... Like medicine, or first aid, or pharmacology? Natural world? Is that what? No, I do have a little bit of medicine. There we go. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, I know there's one on here. What's it called? Seeing if you can kind of stabilize her. Is that what you're yeah. looking to do? Okay. No. 83. <laughs> yeah. You start to go like towards her to be like, I should probably do something to make sure she doesn't die on us and you can tell us what's going on. And then you see this like weird garbage disposal mouth vampire like cough like <laughs> fat and blood onto the floor and you're like oh maybe I should play some of that oh <laughs> um, and you are not able to kind of recall uh, recall exactly what you should do in this scenario I don't know to help, how to help you maybe cocaine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it cocaine. cocaine about it yeah all right um so we will head back to, oh, it's Mendoza's turn. The creature stands up, and from its belt, it pulls a very old-looking but sharp sword. Well, shit. Okay. Mm. All right. Yeah. He is not in good shape, and he kind of swings it wildly in an attempt to kind of clear space, basically. Um, but uh, he, he failed it, so you guys don't have to roll to dodge or anything like that. We ain't rattled by that shit, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> what you doing in here? Um, and... <laughs> Lops an arm off. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I got two. Just a question, motherfucker. I'll get a new one. He is uh, actually... For the two of you that are blocking the corridor, I'll be both make psychology rolls. Uh, psychology. Which is nice, because I actually got a little psychology. Let's see what we got. I have a little. Sweet. Right. Shit. <laughs> Normal success okay. for me. Man, that's a hard success. Mm. Kind of close to an extra. All right. Don't forget to check stuff that you're successful on, too, because mm -hmm. um, we'll need that later. Um, so yeah, you, you both see the You only get one check there, right? One check. Once it's checked, you know it's ready to go. Um, you what? both, from your experience, know the telltale sign of someone 
getting their feet under them to try to make a run for it. Mm. He has not done it yet, but you know that's probably his next sort of move. All right, and now we are to Q and Sister Mary Benedict. What would you guys like to do? Right. So when, when I'm looking here, what's my, like, do I have to roll for an assessment to see, like, is she savable or is she just fucked? You know that she's still alive at this point. Right. Um, I wouldn't make you roll, like, she could still be kept alive, but she probably needs treatment. Okay. Um, if you were looking to basically field stabilize her, yeah, it would probably be first aid. All right, I'll do that. first aid one, because I mean, I, I figured these guys would yeah, yeah. got their, yeah, got their business. Yeah, you're not folks. Yeah. That's okay. Um... First aid. Yep. Okay. Um, that's a success. It's just a regular success. Okay. Yeah. So you get to work, like grabbing, like the padding, the linens that are being used to like pad artifacts and stuff like that. Right. You're just like ripping them out, like shoving it, packing it into the wound, <laughs> putting pressure on it. Um, you know, saying a few prayers, that okay. sort of thing. But yeah, you are working to stabilize her. But right you think that you're doing it the right way. It's looking good so far. Her some cocaine. For as much as I know about. Yeah, you sprinkle some cocaine yeah. in the wound, put the <laughs> linen on top of your blessed cocaine that you carry yeah. in your bag. Obviously. <laughs> Holy cocaine. <laughs> um, and Q, what would Quentin like to do? So I drew my Bowie knife. You did. Last turn. Yeah. And you know that he's going to try to run for it. And I've noticed that he's going to try to rab it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to see if I can maybe prevent that. And I know that one of the popular tactics of the wolves in the Klondike Valley mm-hmm. is to hamstring their prey right. so they can't flee. Right. So, so they taste more like ham. There you go. Right. Yeah, also true. <laughs> no. So his bowie like knife is a full a string with, on him. Yeah. 10 inches uh-huh. of razor sharp high carbon steel. Right. And he's holding it in an ice pick grip because he just jerked it out of the sheath. Right. Uh, almost instinctively. So he's going to say, I'll be damned if you go anywhere, you hell spawn. Crouch down and shoot out the blade behind his knee mm. and yank it back in a vicious slash. To hamstring and cut those those tendons there, so he loses the functionality of that leg to flee. Okay. Make your roll, please. Here we go. Um, this one is still under fighting brawl. I'm guessing because I don't yeah. have like a knife or whatever. No, you're doing a fighting brawl maneuver. That's okay. All right, 22, that is a hard success. Okay, he failed on his counter. So um, what I'll have you do is roll your normal weapon damage. Mm -hmm. I'll say do weapon damage, but without your damage bonus. Okay. Because we'll make your maneuver that you're hamstringing in basically the other part of the damage. Cool. Yeah. All right, that is a total of four damage. Okay. Okay. Right for that back of the leg, which never comes up in the type of combat that, that you're familiar with, I'm sure. It's just not even a thing that everyone mm-hmm. does all the time, constantly. <laughs> you're never going to walk again. All right. So, <laughs> your ass. the creature is lunging forward in a move to try to get out of the corridor. You move in, reach in, and just, you know, slash across those necessary muscles and tendons and not only do you seem to slow the creature but it stumbles forward and like it doesn't appear to be breathing moving it just like kind of crumples from all the damage that it's taken at this point um because he looked pretty beat up when he was deciding to run already so yeah but he like like he goes to run you slice and he falls forward and it's like you know (laughs) <laughs> Lands in the, the classic family guy pose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you know, kind of looking up from his still form, you see the Sister Mary 
is over here. She's kind of packing the wound of who you assume to be Senorita Riso, and um, who is starting to breathe a little bit more comfortably, but is definitely kind of just out right now. And that, for this session, is where we'll wrap it up. Dun -dun -dun. We'll let you investigate a little bit more about what may be going on next time. So, um, thank you, barbarians, for listening to this session. We'll have another one soon, so that you as well may know what may occur next. <laughs> Alright, cool. Billy do. Serves you right, you damn hell spawn. Sort <laughs> <laughs> <Son> of bird. <laughs> Thank you, Barbarians, for listening to our latest episode of Masks of Nyarlathotep in Call of Cthulhu. We hope that you spent your rage and your sanity wisely. Our intro and outro feature music by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. We use Waltz, Unseen Horrors, and The Dread. We also use game sounds and ambiance by Sirenscape. You can check them out at sirenscape.com because epic games need epic sounds. And links to all of those are in the description. Thank you again, and we hope to see you next time.